0: Hello everyone and welcome back to No Bear Left Behind. I know you're probably trying to figure out what's this podcast all about. We haven't heard from him in like a month and a half. This is a beer podcast where we hang out, talk shit, drink some beers, and uh, just have fun. Right? Right? Now that we're all level set after four weeks being off. Frank and Austin, how are you,
1: buddy? Okay, first off, has it really been four weeks? I think so.
0: This is one of the longest breaks we've taken, or hiatuses. Hiatus. Yeah, Hi- we should
1: probably start announcing it beforehand. I, know we well, t- it's, I guess it's not that we we need to announce it more so than, you know, sometimes, as we've said in the past, life gets in the way, and that's exactly what happened here. So, yeah, 26 days since our last upload. Obviously, uh, if you go back and listen to that, you will see Nostra Frankis predict that Italy, <laughs> England, Spain are all finalists uh, favorites after the first game played in the Euros. Mm. Now, granted, Spain was probably the most interesting pick of the few. But I think, uh, you know, had you watched the Euros, you would probably say, who'd you rather be right now? (laughs) Because Spain absolutely dominated England's midfield, and if they had a fucking striker, would probably have won the Euros this year. Well, I will
0: say this, Frank, you were definitely right in your prediction of the biggest asshole fans on planet Earth being England.
1: Oh, no doubt. Uh, I, I and, and, and by the way, you can throw that you can throw that prediction out there with such confidence at this point and other fans are like, "Oh, he's just being a jackass." And you're like, "Nope. Listen, I've been playing or my teams have been playing against the British for I don't know fucking how long." And every single time, England is the worst fan base on motherfucking Earth. It just is the way. They never, never cease to amaze.
0: I, it, uh, it, the, during during the, the, the match, I was like, oh, they're not that bad. They're not that bad. And then immediately following the final whistle, the final fucking penalty taken... I was like, oh, yeah, no, Frank was right. Frank was absolutely right. These people are dog shit. They are pieces of just human excrement. I don't understand mm-hmm. how they are a first world country. This is fucking nonsense. I thought, honestly, I, I had thought my experience with uh, Mexican national fans, not mm. good. Not a good taste. In the, not, not, did not leave a good taste in the mouth.
1: They also, they also don't have the best. They don't, they don't have the best fan base. No, but they're
0: not. Uh, it, it, it was just strictly from the fact that they had to pause the match for a good 15 minutes while they stopped anti like homos, homophobic slurs being chanted. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, not a good look, Mexico. You need to get shit together. And knowing that that chant in particular has gone, made its way through, uh, Spanish speaking countries in Europe. I was like, well, maybe they're just trying to piggyback off. Uh, no, doing some research. They're pretty notorious for it, so it was like, ah, Mexico's pretty bad. And then England said, "Hold my racist cup of milk, watch Mm -hmm. this shit," and just, uh, just turned out to be fucking assholes. It really made me, it bummed me out that I was, I'm a a fan of an English Premier League team.
1: Yeah, it's. I wouldn't put it on the English. Well, I guess, I mean, you can't, you can't divide them. You apart. can't, you can't really separate the two. Here's, here's what I'll say is they are far more good English fans than are, there are bad. Here's the problem with, with sort of England sports in general, right? They're the least humble fan base of any fan base. So they expect quote unquote to be in that position every year. Uh, you know, if you go by history alone, there there are multiple teams that should expect to be there multiple more fold than England. Yeah. Okay. So the problem that most people have with England is their supporters and their pundits that control TV and control soccer in general, they talk about their team as though they should be there. And if they're not there... You know they fucked up. It's not. It's never the other team. You know, that that might have been better on the day or whatever it might be, right?
0: I tried to so, explain it to Troy the other day, as in like we haven't won. You know, England, England supporters, like we haven't won in so long because we've chosen not to win for this long, and yeah. like once we choose to, pff, we can do whatever we want. Like we're that damn good.
1: Yeah, and that's that's how they've always behaved, right? So. The, the entire run up, any of the Commonwealth nations know this is how they are, right? So during the run up to the Rugby World Cup final in 20, uh, <clears throat> 2019, all we had to hear about is how England's pretty much got this in hand. They just beat England or, or they just beat New Zealand. And, uh, you know, uh, South Africa didn't beat New Zealand. So it means England is going to beat South Africa in the final and da, 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 da all this shit. Well, we get to the final, we slaughter them. Um, and even though we slaughtered them, their entire thing was, well, you know, maybe England just wasn't good enough on the day. And, yeah. you know, it's it's never, never England just was shit <laughs> and is kind of maybe not as good as we thought they were. It's never that. Yeah. So if you're if you're a fan of you know excuses and a fan of underachieving constantly and sort of beating your chest before you want anything, become an England fan. Yeah. You're going to be very happy there. Uh, if you actually want to win shit and uh, not celebrate beforehand, then maybe just you know stay away from England. It, it, it's a mess of a fan base. You've got all these sort of convoluted allegiances, and it's fucking weird. Everybody hates you, everybody except England. Um, I don't know. I don't know that I would waste my time personally, but you know, teach their own. It's it's wild, man. Like because
0: you know, watching Premier League, they're literally players from all over the globe playing in Premier League soccer, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, surely they're and the same diehard fans that they have for each of those clubs, all. Typically, you know, in England, typically support the national team unless they're Scottish supporters or whatever it is. They're diehards, and you're like, oh, cool. So they're they're fine with Mohamed Salah like celebrating for for Liverpool. Yep. Uh, But you know, uh, they turn into fucking complete asshole animals when someone who has a different skin color than them fucking is a is an is a person. And yeah, I
1: mean for some for someone for a country that throws the C word around like it's going out of style, uh, they sure do have a lot of them as fans.
0: yes, absolutely.
1: Uh, it, it makes zero sense to me. It's never made sense to me. Um, it's yeah, it's fun. it's actually funny to see how confident they always are and how bad they always perform in just every level of competition. <laughs> you you I, I mean shit talking grade A. Great A shit talkers. Actual results on the field? Oh, boy. Leaves a lot to be desired. I mean, they just... And I'm not making any predictions here, but once again, uh, British and Irish Lions tour South Africa in rugby at the moment. That's a, a team made up of Ireland, Scotland, Wales, and English rugby players. Okay, those are four of the top six countries in the world. Yeah. Okay, they make a super team... And then they come play the last world champions. Uh, our B team today beat them. the South African B team. Handily. yeah. Uh, it, the final score was 17 to 13. They couldn't break our defense. We beat the shit out of them in the first half, scored 17 points, uh, beat the shit out of them so much, we got two players sent off, and still they couldn't score. So y'all were,
0: y'all were two down.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So, so, and, and again, leading up to it, they were playing our provincial sides and they were like shit talking. And everybody was like, guys, these are like Division 2 AA players. Like, they're, they're not the, they're not the players you're going to be facing. Your, your class A players are taking a rest right now. (laughs) Yeah. So this is like, and what they play today is like triple A. Yeah. Okay. So, Again, I'm not making predictions. I'm sure they have some tactics that have not been shown on purpose because we shouldn't be able to prepare for them and all that shit I'm sure of. And in all likelihood, they should beat us. They should. You, sh- if, you- if you're picking from four elite sides, you know, from four countries, you should beat everybody all the time.
0: Yeah, like what is that? Like s- fucking 80-something people to choose from?
1: Yeah, so on the rugby team, <laughs> you've got your... You've got your starting 15, and each... I mean, and you're not even talking about lower tier at that point. So starting 15, at a minimum, you've got 60 right there. God damn. And then you've got your bench players, which normally run between interchangeably five to... No, probably more like 10 to 20 players that they have in reserve that they could, at any given point, bring into the bench. And you can carry seven bench players. So... They probably have about a hundred and forty players to select from <laughs> to get about thirty to forty players
0: in South Africa. It's not like an under twenty-one team that they're picking from, is my point. Like no, they're fucking no. elite, like professional
1: athletes. No, but 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 mark my words. Should they beat the Springboks, it'll just be all shit talking. Oh, like yeah. that's that's the problem, right? Like no one minds winners. It's when the winners become assholes. And I've never known an English fan when they win not to be an asshole. I've just never seen it. I've never seen it. They're always dicks about it. They won the fucking Rugby World Cup on a dropkick one year. And it was like, we now have rated that as the best (laughs) dropkick in the history of of rugby. Not even joking. When they reinvented the dropkick when they won. Okay. And... (laughs) What did they do? They beat France on a dropkick. What did South Africa do? In 1995, our first trip back to a Rugby World Cup, we beat fucking New Zealand with Jonu Lomu, Richie McCaw, like I could name so many players off that team that are all-time greats. um, On a dropkick during uh, overtime or, or extra time, right? Mm-hmm. With five minutes remaining, Joel Stransky puts a drop kick through the fucking uprights. Okay. Your stupid fucking Wembley Stadium drop kick that beat someone in the 70th minute of a regular fucking final against France of all sides, which, granted, they're a good rugby team, but fuck do they complain. Um, <laughs> does not rate amongst the greatest <laughs> triumphs in sports history. Yet, in England... You'd swear, you know, Johnny Wilkinson is just the guy who put the kick over. Is just the fucking tits deluxe best fly half to ever play the game. Again, so yeah, invented It's shit, drop it's shit kick. like that. It's shit like that that gets everybody else worked up because you're like, dude, go do something on the field, England. If you have all these great players, why don't you fucking do something? Oh. <clears throat> so, yeah, watch it. They'll win the World Cup next year. I'll eat my words, but I don't give a shit. The fuck that country's teams and their supporters. <laughs> I'm sure the country's great. I don't want to spend two minutes in it. Fuck it. I, I just have no interest. I'll go to Ireland. I'll go to Scotland. Those are my people. England? Nah, fuck you. <laughs> they just get... I mean, they, I
0: feel like they... You can tell a lot about a person when you call them a colonizer and they get all butthurt, you
1: know? Right? Yeah, and I mean, if you're talking about the supreme colonizers, then, <laughs> yeah. you know, sort of... Uh, they. Yeah, that's, that's why I get so weirded out when people... Uh, celebrate the monarchy like there are interesting stories there i get it Um, there is history that my family was affected by i'd like to understand it but the monarchy in and of itself is nothing to be celebrated it's something to be learned from and you know it can be entertaining because a bunch of rich assholes not doing shit with their lives Um, but beyond that there's so much fucking terror behind them having all that money and all that power, there should be a show sort of showing the opposite side. Like, Queen Elizabeth decided this and this and this. And then this is what happened to the people on the ground. Yeah. A day in the life of the fucking pauper in the middle of the, uh, I don't know, XYZ jungle trying to fucking fend for themselves. Yeah. You know, like, everybody wants to make this out to be, like, some awesome thing that happened. It's like, no... It's just Hitler that paid a bunch of people to stick around him in a castle and went and dominated people without fucking guns. That's not neat.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, literally, when they have a word that uh, is uh, used to describe how not to promote leaders, uh, and that is the basis of the entire monarchy of nepotism, like mm-hmm. just not something that you should be proud of, follow, and or support.
1: But here we are. Um, yeah, you, and then I mean, not lest we speak about the inbred nature of said nepotism. I mean, yeah, good lord. Yeah. A, there is a reason the uh, fucking royals all look fucked up.
0: Yeah, you've really got to. You've got to spread that gene pool out. You can't fucking make yeah. it a pond. If it gets stagnant, mosquitoes will start growing in it and shit. Exactly. Anyway, Frank, I see you drinking a St. Arnold beer
1: tonight. <sighs> is that art car that you're drinking? Can can we can we just mention? Say Arnold has really upped their game. Yeah. They th- it, to me they were good, but now they're good and interesting. Like to me they were sort of just your daily driver. You want a good IPA, go there. This art card is. I, you get so many different flavors from it. Um, same with the the what's the lawnmower? Yeah beer um i just think the flavors have gotten a little bit more enhanced i don't know i don't remember lawnmower ipa tasting no. quite as lawnmower's good a, as it does now
0: the Lawnmower
1: is a kolsch oh okay sorry no, it, the, i mean i get it confused with the all-day ipa because the can looks almost the same
0: <laughs> yeah you don't want to. yeah I, well, let me just in you. any case
1: the lawnmower um still like it, i've had a couple of their beers over the past couple of weeks and they I don't know if it, m- it might just be me, but it seems as though they're better, fresher. Maybe we just get more shipping of them.
0: Let me ask you this. It's been a while since we've caught up. Have you been drinking beer pretty consistently, or have you taken a break from alcohol beer uh, over the last, you know, however many months?
1: It's been four weeks, Brian. Many months. Well, no, I uh, mean,
0: even before... I can't remember if you were fucking drinking on the last couple episodes that we did. I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I've I've been imbibing, but the... um. I'd say from a beer perspective, I have been, I've been kind of more, it's summer, right? So summer to me is light beer. Um, quite frankly, it's rum and Cokes when it's hot outside. Uh, so it's been, it's been a lot of that, but I'll say the, um, the most interesting beer I had was the other day. I'll think about it in a second, but, um, I found... what the hell was the name of that beer? <laughs> well, I the, had it at los Olivas, sorry, but it was like this purple uh it, it was it was maybe it was like a lavender infused beer or something uh it was wickedly good one it was a sour, okay, real but it quick, wasn't a true sour.
0: I have to address this. Are you watching like? Uh, the Great Courses Plus or, oh, or Downer? I'm sorry. Give me a second. No, no, it's, no, it's no, all it's, good.
1: I think it's Virgin River. The the wife's watching it at the moment.
0: Uh, okay. Well, I was just wondering if you guys were expanding your uh, education and trying to I, it, either that or Michael Scott was coming in to do an impromptu uh, motivational speech at the World. community college. to <laughs> declare. No, when he when he walks down the aisle to carrying his boombox playing that song and then he throws out all the candy bars out into the fucking crowd and that will make he, you a hundred grand starts, and he, this is where he starts to
1: rip up the text, yes. nothing in here is going to teach you anything Yeah. He'd... and the guy goes that's like a hundred and sixty bucks and he goes well I'm sure you can take it back <laughs> and they'll give you a new one <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh that show is so good so in any case yeah it was some sort of lavender okay. sour of some kind um but that's all to say that very few beers in the last couple of months have stuck out in my mind as being something that you know but saint arnold's I, I walked past it today and i was like damn i like that beer Art cart IPA specifically, I just it's good, such a
0: good beer. So that's one of their new-ish lineup, uh, like uh, additions to their lineup. I think in the last like five six years they added it, uh, but it's been really really good. I know they've changed the formula because when it came out originally, it was it was difficult. I mean, it was like really bitter. Um, but then uh, actually, I had it not too long ago, and I agree. Like it's it's very interesting, and when you compare it to other beers in the Saint Arnold lineup that are not as, like, kind of, eh, I don't know. I, th- their lineup, I guess, is, uh, I like it. I, I don't know how, I like, and if I like it, I feel like beer nerd level status would be how you could describe the St. Arnold lineup. I mean, not many people make a Kolsch one. Uh, no one's made a Kolsch in America for the last, like, you know, oh, consistently over the last decade and a half, but here we are. Um, and then, uh, there other... Is it because people have replaced Kolsch with Blonde? Okay, so you're bringing up something really important, and actually something I was drinking tonight. Um, so yeah, I, I, but Kolsch is one of those like gateway beers. Um, so mm-hmm. r- with, the, with the birth, the the rebirth, afterbirth of the like third, fourth, maybe sixth wave of craft beer in this country that happened in like 2010, 2013, uh, that time frame, Blonde was like that uh, the the tap room entry uh, gateway beer. Um, And they called it a Blonde because you can make it any way you wanted to, put any hops you wanted to in it, and everybody would accept it for what it is, which is just a light beer. Um, Mm -hmm. But Kolsch is like the the hipster art school brother of Blonde. Uh, It's a little more refined in flavor. It has a more narrow flavor profile and aromas that go along with it. And hardcore beer nerds are going to gravitate to it every time. And it's not a sweet. Um, no, it's not as sweet. It's not a, well, and that's the thing. Blonde ales don't have to be sweet, but a lot of them are because they're under a lot of them tend to be. A lot of um, them tend to but be. because they're they want to be, uh, they're wanting to make a gateway beer. People who may not like beer will tend to the sweeter side of things. Anyway, it's a whole thing. Also, it covers up a lot of mistakes made in fermenting the beer. Um, whereas Kolsch or uh, a cream ale, you don't have as many of those. The other thing is, a lot of people are calling cream ales blondes. We'll get into that later. Um, <clears throat>
1: Don't you dare! Cream ales are cream ales; they're not blondes.
0: I I agree, my friend. I agree. But here we are, uh, and I bring all that. I say all that uh, because tonight I'm actually drinking a blonde ale. <laughs> oh nice. No, I'm sorry. Oh, f- I and see, I fucked it up. I fucked myself right here. It's not a blonde ale; it's a golden ale. Uh, see who the fuck? There is no. They're all the fucking same. Blonde, golden intrigue. You know what? Just yeah, call him them- and you call yourself a certified Cicerone. I know. Piece of shit that I am. I'll fucking flog myself after this. Um Please, please don't do that. I'm going to do it on camera. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know what flogging means, just so you know. So I might be there might be this is some BDSM shit. So you better be having the wife do that. I wouldn't their yeah. pants are going to be off okay
0: anyway mm-hmm. so no i'm drinking uh texas ale projects pantera blonde ale or god damn it pantera golden ale it says it on the fucking can i looked at you've it you've done it three times now i'm not I, i'm not in a good spot man Work you said initially
1: with that being said i'm having a blonde ale i'm having a blo- a golden ale and then he said i'm having a blonde and now a gold yeah Brian, i, I know. nobody can
0: follow it i know and i'm very sorry this is, you know what? We'll edit everything out. You know, I, I'll go back and I'll edit everything out. Okay, and I'll, I'll I'll make it seem fresh. Tonight I'm drinking Texas Ale Project's Pantera Golden Ale, uh, and yes, they're
1: back with Texas Ale Project.
0: They did they did partner back with uh, Pantera for this beer, so it was actually pretty sweet. Uh, we were talking about metal dive bars earlier. Is it sweet? Is it good? Oh, it's fucking really good. Uh, okay. It is a little on the sweet side, but it's fine. It's a golden ale. I'll give them that. Um, and you know what? You, you said something. I feel like you're going someplace, and I'm just going to go ahead and stop you right now. Texas Ale Project has made some changes.
1: <laughs> That's good. Yeah, no. no I Listen, we, we, we let everybody know when Twisted X did the same shit. So. Well, okay,
0: so... Here's the difference though.
1: There were past walk Texas Ale Project
0: Texas Ale Project was never as bad as Twisted Axe.
1: Okay, but I mean we are splitting hairs at that point. No, People you lost to- respect for breweries and now they're back on track.
0: Now they're fine. They they were just not they had a rough patch.
1: Everybody has a rough patch. Also rough patch.
0: You there, were,
1: there was a statement made on this cast I will say I don't think it suggest- was just it wasn't a rough patch
0: it wasn't texas ale project that you're remembering
1: (laughs) yes it was we had we had
0: um you're thinking a 903
1: no 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 we had one of their uh, we had purchased some of their canned ales i can't remember which one it was maybe a lager yes we did Mm -mm. we had tasted them at your house you said they were out of date it's because they weren't keeping up with their distribution, etc.
0: That wasn't Texas Ale Project, I
1: promise you. It wasn't <laughs> no. <Okay>.
0: Um, <clears throat> but, but I will say Texas Ale Project. I did not like some of their like new versions of beers that they put out. But it wasn't like a bad beer. It was they didn't just have a, jalapeno in them. They did not have jalapeno. I don't
1: know what they were thinking, honestly. I make, <laughs> make a serrano pepper uh, infused something or another.
0: Yeah, they're like, hey, Twisted X is doing great down at Dripping Springs. You know what we should do? Oh. Fuck this beer up. That's what we Actually, should do. Actually, we should
1: probably hit up Drew Estate and ask him for that uh, jalapeno infused... Or no, fuck it. Habanero infused Connecticut leaf wrapper
0: uh, you know cigar
1: what? that they should be putting out here pretty soon. Really make it a fucking hellhole to smoke. Okay, so here's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah can you can actually you dr- that? can You're you just d- sit
0: there like oh my god what the the draw <laughs> so good <laughs> can you just dry out this pepper and just put shove it full dude okay you know follow me no, no, here's my no, no. here's I'm my marketing you pitch soak,
1: you soak you soak the cigar leaf in howlapen in oil oil
0: no here follow me this right out Then I got a new mar- got a new marketing pitch you ready sit down you want a good smoke, right? Everybody wants a good smoke. Everybody likes hot apps. Everybody likes hot apps, right? Tell me this: Especially who wouldn't from Applebee's. who wouldn't go for Chili's. jalapeno poppers, but instead of cheese in the middle, tobacco? And you light that shit up, and you just smoke a you're just smoking a jalapeno. You know what I mean? Everybody loves that, right? You don't. You're not no. following. I'm, I'm getting no good looks. No, uh, so. Uh, transitioning back off of this weird-ass tangent wagon that we're on.
1: Uh, The tangent made sense until you brought out hot apps and jalapeno poppers. Yeah, hell yeah, man. You got jalapeno
0: poppers, but instead of cheese, tobacco. My statement was... What? What?
1: Cigar wrapper infused
0: habanero. Wrappers. And what I'm saying is, the jalapeno is the cigar wrapper. Yeah, no,
1: but I mean, not, Yeah, okay. So yeah. There's, plan, there's planet possible, mm-hmm. and then there's planet what? What the fuck? Yeah. That's that's what the fuck. It's what the kids possible, are doing. It's what the kids are doing in on on these planet days. Possible? Could you imagine selling like a ten thousand scoville unit yeah. cigar wrapper yeah. that someone has to hey, just sit listen? Through. The death chip. Okay the
0: what, the fucking coffin boxed like product that you that has one fucking potato chip in it that is like made of uh uh-huh. sells like cal- crazy. I yeah. bet
1: the cigar would go nuts. It would just bonkers. I guarantee you we should hit up we should hit up Drew Estates, let them know we need a habanero infused cigar wrapper cigar. Yeah. And you need to sell that shit because whoever smokes it gets like a box of their favorite Drew Estate cigars.
0: Yeah, but see, here's the deal: you can only smoke it if you're fucking armed to the tits with weaponry at your own house when you smoke it, like all the cool kids are on social media. I bet, now,
1: if you're smart, if you're smart, you probably put a little tight wrap around that. Maybe, maybe cut a condom and just put that right around cut it. Put a condom. If you're, sm-
0: hey, listen, if you're hardcore enough to be smoking habanero dip cigars, you, you're raw-dogging it, bro. You're not fucking <laughs> using condoms. You've not used I a know, condom since. I'm sin- already
1: thinking about a strategy no, for my own wicked invention you, here. <laughs> you, you
0: haven't used a condom since seventh grade when you fucked your best friend's mom. You know what I mean? You're fucking, you're going in hard on seventh this thing. Gra-
1: okay, so best friend's mom should be in jail. Okay, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. that's Goddamn right. But you know what?
0: Dick was so big, couldn't tell. You know what I mean? Oh boy. Yeah, that's, oh, God. that's how hardcore this shit is. Oh, God. Anyway, yeah. Oh God! Talking about well, really... uh, <laughs> kiddy
1: sex here, people. <laughs> <laughs> my word.
0: K- anyway, transitioning from that right into um, <laughs> Jeez, <buddy. laughs> what I'm drinking now. I, really, my second beer of the evening. So, no reason for this discussion to have taken such drastic turns, but here we are. Uh, I am drinking top shelf. It is a. It's a beer from Peticolis Brewing. It is inspired by. The margarita, and I'm gonna be honest, I do not know what to expect with this beer. Uh, my neighbor Shannon, who uh, wants to start the Frank Fan Club, uh, North Texas branch, gave me this beer. Um, he actually, told I, I, me,
1: I do approve if you want to register that domain, please just let me know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, when he, our
0: first meetup is. You know what's even better? He actually gave me this beer to pass on to Frank, but uh, oh, it didn't make it down there it didn't uh, make it i'm sorry i'm
1: sure if he listens to this tomorrow he will find another one and then that one better make it down nah now Ooh. the expectation has been set last one i cannot <sniffs> you bastard i mean you know you got to do what you got to do mm. i mean I'm, I'm, he, i've i've been cellaring beers for us to try I'm, next I'm weekend i'm testing
0: it for you okay i didn't want you to get a bad beer and that's what the real concern was i'm going to be honest None of that's true, by the way. Nothing, absolutely none of that's true. He, he gave it to me on the Fourth of July, told me to drink up and have a good Fourth, and I was yeah, like, "I'm no sure, worries.
1: I'm sure, I'm sure
0: you're you're
1: one to back out
0: here." Nah, I've never backed down. <laughs> no, if I really stole it from you, I would tell you. Um, I'm gonna be honest. This tastes like a house margarita. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, sorry. No worries. I it's straight up like a house margarita, and when I say house margarita, I mean like. It's not, uh, it's not like, I don't don't, don't know how to describe this. It's got like a wood flavor to it almost, but like in a good positive way that blends well with some lime and some high alcohol. I don't know if it's wood or maybe like agave syrup, because you know how sometimes agave syrup can have that like uh, vanilla-y finish to it? This is really goddamn good. I wish I had brought one down for you.
1: Wish I had tasted it. Mm. Would never know at this I'm, point. Here,
0: just open your mouth and I'll breathe into the microphone.
1: Mm, fuck you. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, it's very entertaining. All right, so let's uh, let's quickly delve in. So I know we delved into the uh, English fans at the Euros. We did. I, I won't go too deep into the Euros in general. Um, all I'm going to say is Euros, Copa America, two fucking fantastic tournaments. Hmm. Um, you saw the absolute pinnacle of what soccer slash football can be for people mm-hmm. and how well it can be played. I mean, Switzerland with their team, older guard playing fucking amazing. The, the fucking, what's it? Um, his last name is something guard. Dude's like fucking 19 years old scoring just shit insane. Um, Free kicks from outside the box. I think he was the he had the longest unassisted, uh, or sorry, un what was it, non touched goals oh, in wow. the tournament. Um, he was he was like ten yards outside the box, in and he play? scored off a free. Oh, huh?
0: off a free kick or in play?
1: Yeah, no, okay. off a free kick. Um, sorry, that was a Danish dude, not a Swiss dude. Uh, in any case, like just superb young talent. Ronaldo showed up. He had a hell of a a tournament. Um, Copa America, Messi showed up. Obviously, finally won that cup with Argentina. But that was a good-ass fucking tournament, too. Very good. It sucked because it was hard
0: to find uh, compared to Euros, but it was a goddamn great tournament.
1: I mean, the thing about it that people don't always appreciate, and I'm not going to go into the whole fucking refs, suck outside of uefa but yeah i'm gonna say it they do uh there is a significant mls probably at the moment have the best refs outside of uefa Uh, mls refereeing i've been watching because austin fc is now a team and it's pretty entertaining um and quite they actually play a pretty decent brand of, of, of football but yeah um the refereeing in mls is at least worthy of um you know UEFA sort of consideration but if you go to kind of international level CONCACAF CONMEBOL you're watching wrestling on a field yeah and soccer just happened to be played yep um it's it's extremely frustrating but quite frankly it suits players like Messi really well because he plays that way anyways yeah um it's a lot of his goals come from, you know, being tripped and then just running through it. Um, with that being said, it it does like clear fouls, not being called is very frustrating. And it's a, it's a different brand of soccer down here. You go to South America, they're like, yeah, we like rough soccer and like, you know, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, there's like rough soccer and then there's like straight up molesting a dude on the field. Like this is very different. (laughs) Well, I mean, did you watch the Euro final?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the way that a ref started calling the game I was like okay this is cool and then he uh, stayed very consistent in calling the game that way and it got very uncool very quick because yep. there in the last probably quarter uh, the last 15 minutes of the of regulation it was fucking it was rough it was rough to watch because people were getting tripped off ball on ball didn't fucking matter in front of the ref outside you know it, it didn't matter it was it was like watching uh, like Lima, uh, what is it? Liga MX, uh, the Mexican mm-hmm. League. Uh, some some of those fucking matches that you watch, you're just like, what the shit is happening down here?
1: Yeah, it's essentially, like, it's, it's no longer soccer. Like, no. that's the part that pisses me off, right? Like, it's no longer about the best team with the best players against the other best team with the best players. It becomes... So, what pissed me off in England's entire run was british fans and premier league heads in general would be like well we don't dive we don't dive there's so many dives it's fucking ridiculous okay and and everybody else has known that it's just like if you want to get diving out of soccer give people red cards for diving and make it reviewable by var and you'll see how quickly it eliminates itself um the player knows when they're diving this isn't like a new thing so for for British and English fans specifically, they would always shit on Spain like ah, oh, the Spanish players dive all over the pitch. If you look at Harry Kane and Raheem Sterling specifically yeah, in that final, you would be hard pressed to find a single game that Spain has played in the last 10 years and find more dives by any players combined than those two did in the finals. In the box, outside of the box, in fucking midfield, they were playing defense and diving. Like, I mean, just pathetic. They were taking and, charges and, in the and, box, man. It was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just. I, I, I'm like, f- for a fan base that is so, like, it's coming home. We're the originators of the game. They're not Wales, is but it's okay. Let's not even talk about that. Um, in any case, like, if you if if you want to be this, fucking high and mighty about the game uh maybe like don't proclaim yourselves as non-divers when it's been clear for a long time that you know it's a problem in the sport and it's a general problem and all you're trying to do is be racist assholes about it yep uh which is what they always do so yeah projection I... english fans fucking greatest uh, greatest weapon they just project well um, i mean the entire time Here's the deal, England... Not to bring it back to England. No, you kind of did that. But
0: <laughs> England wouldn't have been in the finals if it hadn't been for a dive or theatrics, yeah. we'll say. Because that's how they fucking secured their victory in the semis. So, Yep. I, I, I didn't get a chance to watch it, um, but I w- went back and watched the replay, and I'm like, dude, we're really splitting hairs on whether you the... Was it not Rashford-Sterling... Uh, yeah, no, Raheem it? Sterling, yeah. Yeah, it, whether he was clipped inside the box, I'm like, listen. It's if it's that close, like whatever. Just d- d- when when you were talking about what Messi does, like Messi runs through shit like that because he has the dexterity and fucking balance and ball control to make a play through contact. Like that's not a that's that's just a fucking testament to quality of a player and like skill that he possesses. Well, yes, theatrics are a skill, it's not one that's very fucking helpful in the middle of the field.
1: <laughs> no, and I mean, I, I, seeing seeing both tournaments as side-by-side side as they were played this year, you are going to be... Well, okay, if you come to me and you want to make an argument that Messi isn't the greatest player we've ever seen, um, I, I don't know what to tell you. You're never going to convince me he's not. Um, if you've never seen the man play a series of of games in a row. I don't think you'd fully understand how good the man is. Um, I watch almost every game of the Euros. I'll put it on. Like, I I would turn it on at 1130, do my calls, watch it on and off. Uh, You know, 230 game was perfect. Calls were getting done. I could turn the volume on, do my work Um, because I'm still working from home, which is obviously a benefit. But um like that that was my schedule for the Euros and then uh, uh Copa America I'd watch the big teams play when they played at night so like perfect schedule you could watch yeah. these things side by side I could not tell you the amount of possessions uh, or just whole games Neymar took off um I cannot tell you what Mbappe did for 90% of his playing time uh, during the Euros I cannot tell you what uh, uh, Harry Kane did for 90% of his time. St- you know, like, the list goes on, um, but I can tell you, Messi never took any time off. So if you go look at the stats comparing Messi during Copa America to the entire Europe uh, Euro uh, championship, Messi, in every category that they track, assists through balls, uh, 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 Goals, whatever, they end up <clears throat> putting the leader for the Euros, and then the leader for uh, Copa America is just messy. Yeah, and it's messy by twofold in some cases of the of the equivalent Euro player. Now you're going to come back as a as a Euro or UEFA person. You might come back and say, you know, well, that's against. Uh, uh, you know, UEFA competition, Germany, Netherlands, Belgium, whatever. Yeah, but South America is Chile, it's Argentina, it's Brazil, you know, like, there's I will say plenty that, I will say of competition they, in, in South America. They
0: also had a tougher climate to play in.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, also... And and when you're just allowed to be just accosted on the field... <laughs> it's uh, ta- more physically taxing, for sure. Yes. I'm, I'm not... I'm not so sure you can make any of those arguments um, and and account for the Delta. Because Messi is just dominating, and he's fucking 34 years old. Like, come on now. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um it's you, stupid. You know what's wild? Um, keep Keeping on Sock Talk, as I like to call it. This is what we're going to brand this as. Sock Talk. Sock Talk. Um, <laughs> fucking... Uh, you, you saw Christian Pulisic pulled out of the Concacaf Concacaf gold cup the right? gold cup yeah um so he went back to England he's already back they're starting there he's he's starting training well, your preseason next week. starts in
1: like 2 weeks
0: technically it? their first game uh Chelsea's first like preseason match is this weekend uh, but that's probably uh, a it's B like team, it's, right? it's closed closed practice and there's only i think 22 players available yeah. to to play <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, uh, Christian Pulisic went back. You know who didn't go back? Uh, Mason Mount. Um, he has been playing non-fucking-stop for 11 months. He's been playing soccer. And if you ask, oh, how did he do? He played the entire fucking final match up to and including, uh, he played all 90 minutes of regulation and like 12 of the first 15 minutes of extra time. And if you know the way that Mason Mount plays, he fucking, he covers the entire pitch, like box to box. He's fucking involved in all this shit. So someone, someone did the math and was like, listen, Mason Mount has played like, and this is like an English sports reporter. They were like, Mason Mount has played the equivalent of two full premier league seasons in the last 11 months with the number of games that he's played in premier league, champions league, uh, FA cup and now the like euros yeah they were like he's fucked like if chelsea doesn't sit him for at least a month he is going to like he's not going to make it through the 2021 2022
1: season I was like oh cool okay. that's good to hear <clears throat> so i would have sympathy had pedri not been in the same position so Pedri, the uh, midfielder for Spain, yeah. who was the young player of the tournament for the Euros. <clears throat> I don't know if you had a chance to watch him play, but um, if you if you've ever had the privilege or ever given time to just YouTube Chavi mm-hmm. um, in his prime, so Pedri at 18 looks maybe a year or two away from prime Chavi. And this is not like, I'm not trying to make this like fucking ridiculous overstatement. The dude, 85% of the chances that Spain created came off his right foot. Yeah. Um, He would, he would pivot and find the perfect pass, perfect touch to a player in stride, be it uh, Danny Almo or, uh, fucking Murata or any of these guys who couldn't finish, uh, you know. <laughs> don't hey, don't hold in back in their own just mom's basement. T- 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 oh, um, Jesus Christ. <clears throat> yeah, they. Uh, it, 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 I, it, I'm just if if you've never seen Pedri play, and 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 you are a soccer fan. Please take time. ESPN is going to ca- carry La Liga this year. That's what I um, had on
0: my notes to ask you, if you were pumped that ESPN's carrying La Liga.
1: I'm not, because their ana- they're, they're, they're analysts, when it comes to Spanish soccer, are so Prem League-focused um, that no, no matter how these Euros go, no matter how the World Cup goes, they'll inevitably say, you know, like, the super team's, um, Barca, Real Madrid, Atletico. They're the only ones that stand a chance, even though last year, Sevilla finished within three points of first place. Uh, Valencia did it two years ago. Like there is actual legitimate competition. It's just that Real Madrid, Barca and Atletico have s- extreme use squads and spending power, obviously, but, um, it doesn't eliminate the entire competition. So in any case, um, Pedri's playing on ESPN this year. If you want to see a midfielder play the position almost perfectly at 18, uh, do watch Pedri. I mean, Mason Mount's a midfielder as well. He's he's a very good player. Yeah. Um, and he he, he will – I mean, I, I have this vision where, like, in three years from now, you're probably talking Mason Mount, you're probably talking Pedri, you're probably talking Frankie de Jong, you're probably talking um, – What's his face on your team? God damn it. The other midfielder.
0: Oh, uh, wait, young midfielder? No, he's not that young.
1: Um, Jorginho? uh, Jorginho. Okay. Um, so you're, you're, you're talking about a core group of like Prem players and, um, La Liga players, mainly actually at Barcelona, because Barcelona pretty much fielded the whole Spanish midfield, um, that end up taking, you know, they're, they're going to determine which team win. Like, the midfield wins the game, right? Yeah. Like, So they're going to determine who <laughs> who wins the next series of, of Champions League. Well, I can tell you right
0: now, well uh, uh, <laughs> you can ask Chelsea, the fucking forwards aren't going to win you a goddamn championship. So... <clears throat>
1: No, no, it's unfortunate. I mean, it, the number nine has—I uh, don't know what happened to it. To be honest, like most, most, most kind of attacking strikers nowadays look as though they're wearing fucking bricks for for Dude. for for cleats. Like the last one that could take a touch was Luis Suarez, and uh, I know people hate him. Uh, there's 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 not another Suarez currently out there. There just isn't. Hey,
0: question. Going to like the the biggest concern that I have about La Liga going to ESPN. <clears throat> Who we're losing Ray Hudson? Yeah. I, well, okay. Yep. Jumped right to it. So I see. I did a quick Google search. Ray Hudson. And it looks like he's doing commentary for MLS soccer for Miami. So you got you got that Good going for, for you. If you can if you can pick that up in in your uh, in your TV market. That's the David
1: Becker move.
0: Hey, I mean, you do what you got to do. In March of 2020, it was announced that Hudson will serve as a play by play commentator for Enter Miami CF. And that's unfortunate.
1: It really is unfortunate. I mean, he had some of the most, the wildest fucking mm -hmm.
0: calls that I have ever heard. Because they were wild because they were never
1: the same twice. No.
0: It fucking is. The only
1: word that would be in there if someone did something ridiculous and it was pretty much reserved for Lionel Messi, was Magisterial. Magisterial would only go to a player doing something so incredible that Messi could do it. That (laughs) Messi could possibly do it. He levitated across the midfield. He uh,
0: kicked an angel in the twat, and then fucking bicycle kicked a goal through the goalkeeper. Magisterial. His his calls
1: uh, made me watch BN Sports for sure. Um yeah, I'm gonna miss him. I'm gonna miss him. I I am not encouraged by the quality of commentating we're going to get. Can you imagine from, though? It's ESPN, so it's gonna be like boom goes the dynamite, goal. You know? And, and like and back, 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 goal. The worst part is the fucking halftime. Oh. ESPN half times are ninety nine percent ads, and then uh, when they cut in with the actual analysis, they go yeah, looks like uh, Messi uh, took the ball, and it's probably going to be in South Africa. By the way, like wait, wait until they bring in, <laughs> wait until they bring in the the hard hitting analysis of the four South African goalies that played in Premier League. Because somehow ESPN finds them. Okay, why? Like, we, we, we we've had from South Africa, we have probably had about twenty players in Premier League they get the four white goalies and they just exchange them between networks. And, and to be honest, like it's like when ESPN hired Cliff Drysdale, a South African tennis player to do tennis ana- analysis. And I go, dad, uh, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the South African take on it. It's like, dad, yes, uh, uh Cliff Drysdale. Who's that? Uh uh, 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 you know, I know a lot of South African tennis players, But Cliff Dries down, Dad's like, yeah, no, he was a good guy in the 70s. (laughs) Like, okay, so he's now Uh analyzing like fucking Serena Williams Uh in 2015. Okay, so they found him, and then uh the the (laughs) on the goalie side, they'll find these guys and they're like, Yes, uh essentially what you can hear from him is yes, uh I was a goalie. Uh Lionel Messi really did a good job that off. <laughs> <laughs> That's essentially their analysis. And you're like, okay, well, this is worthless. Thanks, ESPN, for hiring these fucking assholes so uh, to do, analyze a really complex game. During Champions League, uh,
0: uh, I used to watch all the games on Peacock while I was working from home, and it was great because I can just turn it on, do work, like you were saying earlier. It's great. But the fucking commentating, commentating team, you could tell that, that Peacock... Or no, it wasn't on Peacock. It was on uh, Paramount Plus CBS, and CBS yeah, Plus. Plus. Yeah, Paramount Plus.
1: God, could, it, why all these different I don't fucking names? know. I, I don't, don't know. give a shit about your studio. Just call fucking CBS, you fuck. <laughs>
0: so you could tell that they were uh, either fairly new to sports or their sports department very thin. Because at one point, they had a player who retired like two years ago from Inter Milan, and he was doing fucking coverage
1: of something Dude, they still do. I, the I, black the black dude that does the analysis on NBC. Oh, the the got- the yoke dude Yeah, that dude retired for like three years, and he's got the he's got the gig because they can't find anybody to do American soccer analysis. I I actually like that dude mainly because because in uh, on
0: uh, he argues with the Scottish dude. I don't know his name either. I don't either. But it was on uh, Champions League or no, whatever the fuck. Yeah, it was Champions League. It was the final. Uh, He's sitting there, fucking eating a cookie on stage. (laughs) Yeah, and he played real. for Manchester City.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. He was right. real pissed that they didn't fucking win, uh, and yeah. he, he didn't even show up for halftime. <laughs> he <laughs> he was, was like, "Oh no, I can't do it, can't do it, mate, can't he, do it. Sorry, don't care what the contract states. Manchester City's down. I'm not doing it." <laughs> He's so pissed. He yeah.
0: fucking threw his cookie across stage. And was like, "Well, you know what?" That's the most real move I've ever seen in sports commentary, uh, but no, it, it, it's it's hilarious to watch these. Like you said, people who you're like, wait, why the fuck are you here? And they're just like, I know somebody's niece, and they're
1: <laughs> and they're like, yeah. oh, I guess I guess that we're gonna also, hear. They needed someone to come talk about soccer, you know. Dude, from, I, I'm, I'm going to be the, the guy who talks about soccer from the land of rugby. Let me do it. Hey, I'm the put one me, person. Put me on the air, coach. But, <laughs> this dude from Inter Milan
0: couldn't, the Italian version of that. He's just literally, he's in a giant fur coat looking just dressed to the fucking twelves. This is how nice this man was dressed. And he's holding a microphone, clearly cold as fuck. And he's like... They're looking to have a good game, but with a thick-ass Italian accent. <laughs> You're just like, what? Hold on, what do you think about Juventus Juvent- you know, here? They're looking to have a good match. <laughs> De- dead so, air. Just dead air after that. And they're like, all right, back to the studio. We're, we're going to fucking fuck that guy. Yeah. Like, do we have anything on um, on Ronaldo's COVID case right now? No. Let's cut all right. All Menos. right. <laughs> Fucking that's all you got. You gave me a pause and no.
1: Fuck off. Get out of here. <laughs> so it's it's uh, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see what they do with La Liga. It's it's ESPN's first time hosting full-time uh like club soccer, right? Club
0: soccer. Yeah, that's what it is. Cuz they used say, to so. do they used to do MLS back in the day, but I felt like that was more out of obligation for American sports.
1: It was. They probably got sold that by carrying some other league, right? Um, the fucking ping pong league. And They're like, oh, yeah, oh, the fucking MLS league. comes right. with it. You know what I mean? It's a package yeah. deal. Fuck. All right. So they used to do that. They still carried whatever Thursday night MLS or something. But um, the the uh, I think that the thing that surprised me most is a that they bought La Liga. Mm-hmm. rights for like 10 years that's so i mean that's pretty
0: cool in and of itself that they're making it commitment. for a while
1: um be that the the rights also come with i think there's some sort of buy-in for that euro super league if it should happen
0: oh that that only la liga teams are part of at the moment
1: <laughs> yeah so there's 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 a bit of a funny fucking conundrum there that we can talk about another day um <laughs> Barcelona has to pay a massive penalty, legally bounded in Spain, Oh if they don't stay a part of it.
0: Oh, that explains so
1: that, why they're still heels dug firmly in. Well, heels dug is firmly in. They're just delaying the fucking fan vote on it. Yeah, um, because yeah, they're not. We're in no state to be able to pay such a penalty because we pissed money away on Antoine Griezmann, Philippe Coutinho, and Usman hey. Dembele, all of which costs about. I don't know. Somewhere in the neighborhood of fucking five hundred million fucking euros, and they're hey, not on the team anymore.
0: Just let him know. I was going to say we could take Griezmann off your hands. I, I know that Chelsea has been looking at him. So you,
1: you, my friend. Hey, Chelsea has been looking at everybody. In the do last not fucking want week. Antoine Griezmann. I would happily give you Antoine Griezmann. <laughs> you do not want Antoine Griezmann. He is a fucking nightmare and apparently a racist. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you saw his whole no. spiel God with him. It. Okay, so him and Usman Dembele, who are we also we who we are also trying to get rid of, decided to invite some uh, G- I don't even know technical staff from a hotel <laughs> in Tokyo into their living room <clears throat> to set up a PlayStation for Antoine to play, and instead of playing. Usman Dembele decided to Snapchat and say, "I can't believe all of these." And I'm going to say it. This is not. This is a quote. Uh, I I know. Hold on. It's 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 not a racist <laughs> oh, term, <okay. laughs> but it's racist in nature. So he said, uh, "I can't believe you invited all of these ugly faces into our bedroom to fix your connection." Now, if that's what you're saying, what you mean is. <laughs> Yeah. Way fucking um, worse. So, yeah. So Barcelona had to issue an apology. Um, They are actively trying to get rid of both players. Apparently, Atletico Madrid thought, perfect, let's get him back for cheap, (laughs) which fine. Um, I, I don't know. As a Barcelona fan, I'd rather lose for three years than have someone like that on my team. Hey, when I found
0: out that Marcus Alonso killed somebody like fucking five years ago, really. Took a lot of a lot of steam out of my fucking pro Chelsea uh, uh, locomotive. Um, yeah, but mm, no, until the Champions League final, <laughs> hey. Luckily, he wasn't the one who it scored was, the fucking winning goal. <laughs> sp- sp- a bump in the
1: rag, my friend.
0: He's <laughs> a shrub on the on, on the walkway to the sp- Champions League. Sp-
1: a barnacle on the old top side <laughs> mm,
0: uh, Yeah, no, it's not good. I mean, he took somebody's life. Um, that's yeah. that's the rough one. At least Griezmann just said some dumb shit. Maybe you can learn from that. I doubt it, honestly.
1: Yeah, no. Also, the entire French national team pretty fucking four rough of fucking c words. Um, hey, you know what? They, I oh, hey, 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 hold on, wait, 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 wait. Can we also have? We should have a a. Uh, a Frank Stradamus uh, drop and then also the opposite for when I'm wrong. (laughs) Um, Oh, Oh, now you got me. I'll make both of those. Okay. You you lost me at at Frank
0: Stradamus and then you won me back with a, you can play this when I'm wrong. So,
1: yeah. So the Frank Stradamus drop Mm -hmm. uh, should be happening right now. Give it two seconds. Okay. So for, well, I'll just do it myself. Frank Stradamus. Okay. So, two, maybe three months. Well, yeah, it's, it's probably three months since we haven't recorded in a month. Oh, there you uh, go. Three months ago, uh, there was a wee bit of a controversial topic brought up when I said Kalin Mbappe is the most overrated fucking player on the planet.
0: It wasn't controversial on this cast. Cause no, no is... it wasn't
1: controversial on this cast, but it's been very controversial. Yes. Uh, in in heteromente. mente. So, uh, I would just like to point out that he did not score a single goal at the Euros, but not only that, <laughs> his style of playing is still the same fucking style and the same moves with the same boring ass tactics that worked because he was fast. Yep. But now because teams know what he's about to do, he needs to be more creative. Aren't working.
0: It's almost like and somebody it's called almost that like, exact same thing out, a uh, uh, last quarter. Uh, yeah. on this podcast. It's weird how
1: that works. I will give you credit for that. And and it's funny because now all of a sudden people are like, lay off Kalina Mbappe, da, da da Okay, we can lay off, but you lay off calling him the fucking next coming of anything because the man is currently wasting his developmental years playing in a league that's not challenging where they have not been able to stop his tactics. Then he gets to the world stage and he's like, oh, let me do this. Um, and he gets shut down. And then, you know, there's there's a lot of people who will point to the fact that in 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 last year's Champions League against Barcelona, he scored three goals. And in the in the head to head he scored four. Uh, I'll point to you that the back row of Barcelona was completely decimated. They had PK and Longley and nobody else, and PK was old as fuck coming back off an ACL surgery that then um, that was his first game back, which for whatever fucking reason <laughs> Coman decided to put him in. So I don't really know that you can put that as the benchmark, but fine, if you just want to put the name against the player and tell everybody that he scored four goals against Barca and justify no goals in the Euros, you can do that. Um, I'm just saying Kalina Bappe looks like the same player he was three years ago heading into next year's World Cup. He's not changed anything. He's not advanced in his game. He's not learning. Um, unless this dude finds a club in a league that's pushing him in the next two years, he's just going to be the same play. He's he's going to be the the what could have been instead of the you know oh he's playing in Spain. He's playing in England. Like yeah. that's his option. He needs to go to Real Madrid. He's not going to go to Barca because we don't pay running strikers. Um, he needs to go to Real Madrid or he needs to go somewhere in fucking Prem. And if yeah. he doesn't do that, he will never be the player he could be. What's
0: bad is he'll end up in some in uh, like one of the middling Premier League teams and he'll be the fucking highest draw that they'll ever have. And he'll get his fucking payday but never actually live up to any of the hype. Like he'll end up with like a goddamn... Like Aston Villa will blow their entire. No, I mean, what, what if he goes damn. to
1: Tottenham Hospers, right? Like, well, he can go to Tottenham. I especially they can pay a, is, a good transfer fee, especially they've with got, Harry Kane trying to leave. Yeah, absolutely. They've got big owners. Maybe, maybe they try to draw him. I now granted the likelihood is he goes to Real Madrid. Um, mm-hmm. but if he goes Prem, yeah, he, he could certainly draw um interest from some clubs. Like, I, I think the, we we saw. I think the last transfer that we saw in the uh, blow your load kind of methodology that these teams had for a while uh, was Philippe Coutinho. And yeah. Philippe Coutinho went to Barca for 220 million euros. I immediately said, what the fuck are we doing? Um, but maybe, maybe it works. I don't know. Like you don't, you don't know with a player like that, right? Like he was the fucking football God of Prem. Uh, Premier League uh, when we got him, and he hasn't done shit. The, so, are you talking about the goalie? Sorry, no, Philippe Coutinho, the number ten for Liverpool. Okay, well, because you we say Philippe Coutinho, person.
0: I was like, wait, what well, the fuck? The uh, goalie? Are you shitting yeah, me? No, <laughs> he, he's that's good, the but thing.
1: how? What the fuck did y'all? Why did you do that? <laughs> Philippe Coutinho, the number ten for Liverpool, uh, circa four years ago. Okay, Barca paid that much money for, and He played, I think he's played maybe 30 games for us, which is unfortunate. He's a hell of a talent, but why are you buying number 10s when Messi's on your team? So, in any case. Yeah, uh,
0: I mean, listen, I hate to compare it to American football, but at the same time, like, why are you fucking putting, paying big money for your second quarterback when you've got fucking Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers and the goddamn, like, Messi is the equivalent of both of those fucking people in longevity and goddamn skill. Why are you putting a shit ton of money in your second string?
1: Yeah, nobody knows. They're trying to turn them into, I guess, number nines. Um, false so, nines. That's a big thing yeah, in Premier League. The false, false nine. nine. The
0: false nine. Fucking That's right. nonsense.
1: Yeah. So, in any case, you uh, know, what, you know
0: what I've learned. I don't. I don't. I, I, sorry to, sorry don't to worry, distract, but I don't know a whole lot about soccer as far as like the like technical aspects of like positions. Uh, positions. I, I get that like generally, but like what each position is supposed to do, what they traditionally do. Here's what I've gathered from the term false nine. Correct me as we go along here, but I'm just going to make the general statement here. False nine equals play wherever the fuck you want, do whatever the fuck you want.
1: Is that accurate? Pretty accurate? It, yeah, it can be.
0: So so it's not... Play behind the striker oh, and dart in and out.
1: Yes. So, so okay. So so if, if you think about the formation like you do uh, in, in American football, right? In, in soccer, you're essentially forming an oval that expands and contracts at all times. Based on okay, where the ball's at. The field, yeah. Based on where the ball's at. So as you're expanding and contracting, you've got some players on the wings that can move further up or further back. Right. right? Those are your most versatile players. So those are your Jordi Alba's. Um, quite frankly, Tiago Silva plays that position sometimes, mm-hmm. right? These are people that track back and, and can get back in defense quickly enough and then, uh, uh, get, get on the offensive end to do crosses and sometimes even be in the box. Okay. Those are your versatile wingers. Now they can be in theory, midfielders, but mostly you want those to be your defensive backs that are st- outside of your center backs. Right. Right through your right back and left back, those players can track up and down the field. Now, your center backs and your strikers, right, have similar roles in that when your center backs are in midfield, yeah, your strikers should be near the goal, and then the opposite should be true. Now, where some teams get this completely wrong and where Spain gave England hell in the Euros, um, their strikers slash let's just call them the nine tens of the world right um they were hounding defenses so that way their midfielders could come up and intercept passes and whatnot that's perfect soccer okay so if you're looking for formations that that give you advantages they only give you advantages if people play their roles right but think of think of the field as an oval Expanding and contracting as the as the, the play goes on and then think of your wings as the most dynamic components of your attack outside of you know through passes and whatnot. Right. These people can make things happen if you have good wings. That's why a Jordi Alba is so valuable to a team. Um if he doesn't fuck up. But if he fucks up, it can be very detrimental to your team as well. I mean, one of the one of
0: my favorite players on Chelsea's squad is Reese James. Because of that. A great
1: player. He's fantastic. And,
0: honestly, and underutilized. Under he had
1: a good Euro, too.
0: Well, he was underutilized in the semis and the finals. And I think a lot of that had to do with his age and the, his competition on the team. But, like, him and Ben Chilwell, neither one of them were on the starting squad for the semis or the finals. They weren't even on the bench. It was fucking wild yeah. to me. But I do know that both of them... <laughs> Oh, fucking all all Chelsea players ended up having a quarantine uh mid euros because they hung out with old uh what's his face um uh Billy Gilmore for uh Scotland was it Scotland that he fucking played for uh after the after England played them in the last round of the or maybe the round of 16 the first knockout round they hung out with him and then fucking Billy Gilmore tested positive for covid-19 <laughs> Um, uh,
1: yeah, that'll do it. So it, anyway, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. Cause that, that would have been, um, cause I think, uh, yeah. both, uh, Chilwell I think and Reese J- James I've always enjoyed.
0: He's just a good player. He's fantastic. He is a uh, clean Rudiger in my mind. Cause he plays tough. Like he's physical as shit. Uh, but he doesn't do dumb shit that Rudiger does. Uh, and he's also got the crossing skills of Hakeem Ziyech, which is fucking wild, like literally d- dropping, dropping darts in the middle of the box from way outside is the way yeah. both of them play. Hakeem and, and Reese fucking awesome. Love that shit. I can't wait for the start of Premier League. I don't know if you can tell this, Frank, but I'm, I'm goddamn pumped. Uh, for obvious reasons, uh, but also the fact that I think we could do without signing a new striker this year and be just fine. Uh, even though we lost Olivier Giroud, which does bum me out. I I've tried to style my hair after him this year, and
1: uh, really bumming me out that he's no longer on the team. I think okay. I think it'll be interesting because there is a center back that is no longer on Man City that I do think could pose some problems for them. Uh, It goes by the name of Eric Garcia. Yeah. And I know when he left, people were like, yeah, but he wasn't really playing. Yeah, he was hurt. Yeah. But um, Eric Garcia was, for Man City, kind of the perfect plug-and-play player, Mm -hmm. which is what Barca signed him as. It's like he's he's gonna start during La Liga games, and then we'll start you know someone else during Champions League. Yeah, I I think it's gonna be very interesting to see how they replace a player of his like. It's I I mean his his game at Euro was phenomenal. Eric Garcia was now he wasn't Laporte, which I don't know if you saw Juan Laporte. That dude has Gerard PK written all over him. Right. Go slide tackling in the box and just knows no. he's gonna get the fucking ball. <laughs> he didn't, just no doesn't give given. a shit. <laughs> I mean, I love, I love that. He, yeah. He's he's got such confidence. Uh, young player too. So yeah, look confidence out for Laporte. He's a hell of a player. We're not talking. Skill.
0: We're not talking Kyle Walker confidence because no. that motherfucker.
1: Wait, hold on. Okay, <laughs> I fucking hate him. It's so bad. I, I hate him because of his
0: attitude. I, I was going to say. A,
1: as a player.
0: You know what? You could tell a lot of shit. Everything I don't like about him came from Champions League final and him throwing in like out balls in the last five minutes of stoppage time. Okay.
1: But if, if you if you don't like him, then there's no way. No way that you're. Uh, what's that fucking piece of shit defender you Rudiger. Yeah. Rudiger. Rudiger. Yeah. No, I don't,
0: yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't.
1: Here's the deal. Rudiger is a perfect example. Glad he's
0: on team. <laughs> yes, here's the deal. I'm glad that Rudiger is not on the other team. That's why I like Rudiger. Also dude is a total up piece until up until the Champions League final, he had not done anything blatantly he had done he'd played dirty, which I'm not against playing dirty in any sport. If you can fucking get away with some shit, do it. Like I've dropped elbows on people's throats in fucking football games. I got no problems with it.
1: I didn't get caught. No big deal. Here's yeah, the I thing. Yeah, I called I called someone's uh, mom a pussy on yeah. the field to get the ball away. And the guy went, "What?" And I took the ball. Took the ball. Ran. Yeah, <laughs> I have
0: made fun of someone's mom and they were in a wheelchair and I was like, I doubled down. I get it. Like shit happens out on the field in competition. However, no one That's not what Rudiger does. No one gets hurt up until someone gets hurt and at that point it's fucking shitty. However, I will say this just between us us girls here. I'm very glad he's on our team and not playing for another Premier League team because he would be a real pain in the ass to get through because he p- fucking plays dirty.
1: Anyway, but he he he. he I, I, okay, I'll give you a for credit. They are telling refs to watch for him more. Yeah, which if so that's he, the case, he, like
0: do it, call him out on this shit, and then he'll have to change his style of play he's
1: he did in the euros he was not as effective with that dirty ass fucking shit I, yeah i was going to say look at fucking germany's goddamn goal goal record cuz they got they were swiss cheese back there <laughs> yeah so i'll just I, yeah i'll still say that player is he's trash I, no he's he, he he bends the rules I, so the style <sighs> The hatred that I have for him is similar to the hatred that I have for Sergio Ramos. Mm. Okay? Sergio Ramos is another player that could just be... Or, or, no, actually, let's back it up. Sergio Ramos had skill. Yeah, I was going to say, Sergio Ramos is good. Yeah, let's say Pepe. Okay. The name Pepe comes to mind. So, Pepe, Portuguese defender, dirty as fuck, talked shit the whole game... Um wasn't really effective at doing anything but shit housing uh, every, every single time chaos. We come across, yeah just chaos just constant chaos uh, he still plays but he's no longer he plays for I think he might play for Porto or something he, he's back in Portugal playing but um, he is the modern day Pepe uh, yeah. so uh, be very red, ready Rudiger when Pepe was on Real Madrid there was not a more hated defensive player Rüdiger is quickly become I mean he's my most absolute detested uh defender period uh in world soccer at the moment. He the, the dude is a dirty fucking player. He does not uh he he he's one of those guys who goes out there maybe some shit talking takes place and yep. then he goes fuck it I'm just going to hurt you. Yep. Um and he doesn't care. Yeah. And
0: he's the Joe I, Pesci I just, from fucking
1: casino. Yeah. Exactly, I'm a fucking idiot. I don't exactly. care if I Let go to jail. Fucking kneecap you. Yep. So he, he, uh, yeah, he, 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 I don't have a lot of respect for him. I understand what his game is. Uh, it is good. He's on your team. Like, <laughs> obviously that it <laughs> makes things better, but it makes things it digestible. I mean, <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne did not deserve any of what no. happened to him.
0: No. And knowing that, like,
1: uh, Luckily, and he's just a nice guy.
0: Like I, that's what, what sucks. What are you doing? I fucking <laughs> hate De Bruyne mainly because the consistency in which they announce his name on FIFA football uh, on FIFA video games. It's De Bruyne every time. Doesn't matter which announcer you have calling your game. It's De Bruyne, and it's the same De Bruyne every single time. That's what's most annoying. <laughs> and probably because just hired one person to do it. Well, no, no. Everyone just pronounces it the exact same way, and regardless of what, and he's also really good. So his name always comes up. So you have to turn the fucking commentary off, and then when you see him in real life, you're like, this piece of fucking shit. It's a whole thing. I had a discussion with my coworker about it. We're both Chelsea fans. I don't know if that has anything to do with why we both hate De Bruyne, but anyway. Uh, but knowing how good a person he is afterwards, and knowing, I'm just thankful he, that he's, he's okay. The, okay, he
1: yeah. Okay, he doesn't dive. No, he's like he's, De Bruyne. Probably is. Okay, he's not the modern day Messi cuz no. Messi still plays, but he's a midfielder. He definitely models his game after Lionel Messi. I mean, the way that he plays, it's it's
0: tough, uh, it's, it's through it's, and it's fucking yeah. it's it's with the team's fucking goal in mind. Which yep. again, I respect the I respect the shit out of that. I just yep. I just wish he didn't play for Man City and I would like him a lot more. And also, also, could he change his nationality to be anything other than Belgian? That would be great
1: too. All right. So before we wrap up here tonight, yes. Predictions for Prem this season. Who are you going with as winning
0: the league? I don't know. I think it's going to be someone in blue. I don't know. I'm just going to say, no. Say Chelsea. No. Here's the deal. I know. I feel confident that Chelsea will finish in top four. So we'll okay. we'll be we'll be solid regardless of what happens to Champions League we'll fucking we'll 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 get the we'll get the call back we'll get the invite. That's all I'm gonna say honestly because that's all I feel confident in.
1: Okay, so let me give you two teams. You can you can pick two teams that you think are the the winner will come from these two teams. Okay. I
0: who, are, who who, are who, who would
1: those two teams be?
0: Yeah. uh it, it's gonna be Man City. Because they they didn't they're not losing anybody they're only mm-hmm. they're only growing their fucking talent pool um, and depend it, like honestly my my second team is going to depend on what the transfers look like this year because Tottenham is losing Harry Kane like that's a pretty well known loss I and, think
1: Harry Kane would do best in Germany to be honest
0: but. yeah Bundesliga would be great because he is mm-hmm. not a fucking spring chick. No, and
1: he can't. He's not a ball handler.
0: No, watching him move was like watching fucking Herman Mm -hmm. Munster dribble the ball in the Euro semis and finals. He needs to go to Spain or he needs to go to Germany. I would go to Germany because I think Spain is even is is too fast paced a league for his ass. Um, But so Tottenham would be like Tottenham is the other like top team, but it it depends on how their transfers uh, close out this year. It's dependent on whether they're in the top top tier or not. Beyond that, like what scares me is the buying power of Manchester United in the transfer, like during this transfer window. So let me let me hold on. Let me give you my teams, okay,
1: before you move on. Okay. All right. So I've been thinking long and hard. Okay, that's dangerous, but also arousing. Um. Okay, so Pep Guardiola has a very um long standing tendency uh that at this stage of being with the club which he's never been this long with one club right um things start to get a little bit more bland mediocre boring yeah uh lest we say they have more trouble winning championships and it, it actually is that way with most managers it's not this is not a new thing so i i don't think man city is my isn't my top 2 teams okay um yeah. Chelsea is interesting. It is very difficult to repeat. So now, mind you, their their repeat would be
0: a fucking a giant step up in Premier League because they yeah sorry sorry yeah
1: I'm not I'm not saying repeat I'm sorry okay that was my Champions League thought yeah Champions Um, League yeah so so for them for them for them to win um to win Premier League would not surprise me. But um, it would be. Yeah, how would I, okay, I? I just don't think they're quite there yet. Um, day in, day out. They've got a Champions League to defend, which they're going to be focused on. Yeah. Um, It's going to be difficult. They've got to be in three tournaments during the week. Not an easy feat. Here's here's my my real thought. I think Liverpool wins the league. Ah. Um, They still have the talent. They've got their defensive back line coming back. They had a lot of fucking in- injuries. Um, that is true. Tiago Alc- Alcantara um, has uh, had an entire year in Jurgen Klopp's system. I think Liverpool comes back with a vengeance this year. Um, and then my dark horse is Man U, which is why I didn't want you to step on it. Well, I, sorry. Um, I mean, you the know two, what? You- the, two, the two teams in red... Like my microphone. Those are my Prem okay. League picks for this year. I know they're probably not as dark horse-ish as, you know... But Liverpool, you bring some... up a good
0: a good point with Liverpool, because I forgot how many injuries they had throughout the 2020-2021 season. Like, they had a shit ton of people who were not either not regulars or out for a fucking eight, ten months with injuries.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, even Mane wasn't fresh the whole year, no. so...
0: I, you know what? I respect that Yeah, so that, Frank.
1: Liverpool is my is my pick. <clears throat> I
0: I, you know what? I don't I don't disagree with that. However, yeah, I mean Chelsea still a lot gonna of football Chelsea, to be played. Chelsea's still gonna do fucking great. No, Chelsea, and, and,
1: and by the way, <clears throat> I'm also a person that truly believes ninety percent of shit housing soccer fans come from Liverpool. Yeah, um, true. So. Yeah, they're all pretty much assholes. Even though they will never walk alone, apparently.
0: Ah, fucking a. Here's the. You know what pisses me off and makes me happy all at the same time is the FA Cup loss to uh, Tottenham, but also the fucking the breath of you know the the relief that Tottenham brought to Chelsea the last weekend of the season was just fucking amazing. And knowing that. Pretty much fuck next year uh, without Harry Kane really makes me happy, and I'm hoping that I can follow through on this prediction of saying that like yeah, fuck Tottenham and uh, and and Chelsea will beat them every every goddamn match this year. I'm really hoping so. I I don't know why I dislike them so much. Maybe it's because I know how much Troy appreciates them, that uh, breeds like just breathes you know fresh oxygen into the fire of hate. To hot to Tottenham Hotspur,
1: yeah. I'm just I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real honest. This is my closing remark. Yeah, I was really sad that West Ham stumbled at the end. West Ham in Champions League would have been awesome. Oh, it would have been and, fucking lights out. Yeah, and unfortunately they lost. I think two two matches to liverpool right at the very end that cost them all those (laughs) points that they racked up early in the season
0: dude i will say the way that the the uh like fucking schedule lined up at the the last three weeks of the season with the covid reschedules and it, it literally was the worst case scenario for half of the premier league because, like you said, like all the all the wins that you racked up at the beginning of the season, you just lost them all to the people who are one step ahead of you, uh, going into the last week of the season, and it fucking it wrecked it wreaked havoc. Uh, except for <clears throat> except for Chelsea, it wreaked havoc for everyone except for Chelsea. It was fine. It was fine. It was fine. It was fine. I, I appreciate. Yeah, that. it.
1: Uh, I, yeah, I think a lot of people are sleeping on Liverpool. They've they've got all the talent. You're right, um, man. I they, it, it,
0: they they won Premier League two years ago
1: handily.
0: They had a treble two yeah. years ago.
1: Oh yes, yeah. so that's right.
0: FA no, sorry, that no, a double.
1: They lost the FA. Cup. They lost lost the FA Cup, but they still yeah, won no, the they, two. They had, most they difficult. Had a, they had a they had a a a chance just like Man City did at the quadruple, and then fucking let it fail. But yeah, well, in any case, you know the quadruple will never happen because unless you're you know. Unless you believe that, uh, I don't know, $700,000 week player is going to play every fucking game that your squad needs to play.
0: All like 40-something weeks that you need to play? No, that's (laughs) not going to happen. (laughs) Um, So in any
1: case, uh, Treble almost won the Treble, but uh, Man City denied them. It'll be interesting. I think next year it's back to Liverpool. Man City's got a lot to fight. Liverpool, you know. They're going to focus on Champions League and Premier League. I don't think they're really going to give much of a shit about FA Cup. No. Well, I mean,
0: why would they, right? Oh, sure. we are... our My fucking... Okay, I'm going to kill that. Uh, oh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> my soundboard is completely fucked right now. I don't know what's happening with it, but uh, Ric Flair drip is all kinds of fucked up. So um, I don't... We'll try it one last time if it keeps... Yep. All right, we're done with it. All right. So uh, thank you all for joining us this evening, as well as every other episode of No Beer Left Behind that you've enjoyed on your favorite podcast platform. Um, If you would, uh, hit that uh, purple iTunes podcast icon and uh, leave us a review. After you've subscribed to the podcast and uh, five stars only, and we would very much appreciate it. Check us out over on our social media accounts at No Beer Left Cast on Twitter and Instagram. Hit us up on the old uh, sh-mail, mail, sh-mail, mail, sh-mail, Snail Mail, Snail Mail, Snail Mail, Jesus fucking Christ. Snail, just hit us up on Gmail at No Beer Left Behind Cast at Gmail.com. Fuck me. I will say this, uh, the top shelf margarita inspired beer from, uh, Petacolas, One, it drinks really, really well. Uh, two, I don't think 10% ABV is the actual alcohol by volume of that beer. Cause I, I, I is where I'm at right now, ladies and gentlemen. So for Brian here in North Texas,
1: until next time I am out. Uh, for Frank in far, far, far South Dallas, like to just say that, um, you know, in this world, we all need to find our little senses of humor. And, uh, my, my wife threatened to leave me because she's obsessed with horses and I love horse racing. Um, and all I said was, and she's off. I'm out. (laughs)